Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 10 of All This and World War II. We're in the non-player characters section, where we're being introduced to stats and biographies for the non-player characters in this adventure, some of whom, spoilers, are from World War II times. This is the case for the superheroes who lead this section. Uh, last page had a write-up for Captain America, as he was in World War II, and on this page we get two more members of the Invaders, which is Marvel's big World War II superhero team. Like Captain America, the two characters on this page are legit Golden Age characters. We've got the Human Torch, often thought of as Marvel's first superhero. He is an android who can burst into flame. He's not the Fantastic Four Human Torch. He is the other, earlier Human Torch. Same name, same powers, different guy. And this page also gives us Namor, the Submariner. For those who may not be familiar, uh, Namor is mostly naked. He's got a very angular, verging on pointy head, with like a very flat top, quite a narrow chin, depending on the portrayal you see of him. He's gotten a little more naturalistic as time has moved on. In the Golden Age, he is downright geometrical. But yeah, bit of a triangle head, bare-chested. As his only clothing, he wears a uh, little green scaly briefs. Think of like uh, Robin's little green outer underpants thing. And then there's also a belt, uh, always a bold choice with underpants, which has sort of a little uh, seashell design where the belt buckle would go. Bare legs, and then on his ankles, as I mentioned way back on the cover, there are wings. One pair of little white wings per ankle. If you're new to Namor, having just heard that description, you're not going to believe me when I tell you that Namor is extremely hot. At least I think so. Not in the Golden Age. In the Golden Age, he is too triangular, but almost nobody was hot in the Golden Age. I mean, Wonder Woman was pretty cute, but you know, she was out there doing all this kinky shit with her lasso. She was, she was ahead of her time. For the most part, Golden Age characters are not very attractive. They evolved in a direction that allowed for a sexier depiction, and Namor, in particular, developed a kind of body that you might potentially jump up on, even if it were still dripping wet after emerging from the mouth of the Hudson River. I mean, in reality, you shouldn't put anything in your body that came out of the Hudson River, but this is, I mean, this is a fantasy. I'm personally a big fan of Namor. I really enjoy his early antagonism with Fantastic Four. I think he's a great villain. He's also a very interesting hero. I think one of the few interesting things done with Sue Storm, aka the Invisible Woman in those early Fantastic Four comics, was to put her into this love triangle between the very cerebral and pompous, but basically well-meaning Reed Richards, and the unpredictable but passionate Submariner, who is, P.S., ripped to shreds and in nothing but his ocean undies. That was a cool situation. So it is with the greatest affection that I must admit the dumbest thing on this page is Namor's wings, and specifically the way that they are used for flight. I quote to you now the Submariner's flight power from this page. Quote, flight. Using his ankle wings, Namor may maintain poor airspeed, four areas per round or 40 miles per hour. Once again, poor is a rules term here. Given my baseline expectations about how far you can get off the ground with ankle wings, I think the fact that Namor can not only fly but fly 40 miles per hour is pretty goddamn impressive. But the headline here is not the speed the headline here is that first little phrase, using his ankle wings. I touched on this before on the cover, but the thing is Namor is a mutant. Other Atlanteans don't have these little wings. It's just Namor's thing. Namor is a mutant, and his mutant power is that he can fly. And it really could have been that simple. It really could have just been, you know, genetics 
are just a perverse fucking mistress in the Marvel Universe, by some quirk of nature, Namor was born, number one, being able to fly. Number two, having little wings on his feet. That's a real good roll of the dice, genetically speaking. For every person like him, though, somewhere in the Marvel Universe, there's some poor motherfucker who was born with the ability to, one, breathe argon, and two, have a pair of limp duck feet on his left shoulder. That guy exists. He just doesn't have a comic book. He's just a regular Joe who his friends wonder why he doesn't want to take his shirt off at the beach. That truly is all you had to say in the Marvel Universe. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to make Marvel sense. He's a mutant and he can fly. However, as this phrase indicates, it's not that Namor can fly and has ankle wings. It's that Namor flies using his ankle wings. In fact, we know this because of a storyline by John Byrne where Namor suffered a tragic loss in a fight against some kind of monster named Sludge, I think. But anyway, it burned his little feet. And after the fight, he ended up on a rooftop, like you do when you're a superhero. And he's like, well, time to go home. And he jumped off the building and fell right down on the fucking ground. I mean, he got a flagpole. He was fine. Don't worry about it. But he fell right off the building because he didn't realize his little wings had been burned off. And now he couldn't fly. This closes so many doors and it raises so many questions. People are prone to say, well, uh, maybe Namor is like a telekinetic mutant. And he actually flies with telekinesis, not like mechanically with the motion of wings on his feet. No, without the wings, he cannot fly. Maybe it's psychosomatic. Maybe it's he thinks he needs the wings, but actually there's a different mechanism to the flight. No, he didn't know the wings were gone when he jumped off the building, and he plummeted to Earth just like any other sea creature thrown off the top of a building in New York City. Maybe he propels himself through the air with his mutant power, and he steers mechanically with the wings. No, because when he jumped off the building, he fell. He didn't go crash into something. He had no lift. He couldn't get off the ground because he flies with the wings. There's no denying it. And that's dumb enough, but now it interfaces with gaming, right? If we're playing Namor at the table and we got to start answering some questions about these wings. For example, can Namor fly in boots? I mean, first of all, depending on the artistic portrayal, he may not be able to get boots on. Like on this page, to me, those look like the size of like parrot wings or something like that. You're not getting those into boots. But in other portrayals, he's got little Captain America style wings on his ankles. If they're that size, if he put boots on, would he be able to fly? I mean, the normal wing mechanism of flight won't work from inside a boot. I mean, presumably, like I've never put a bird in a boot, but presumably if birds could fly inside objects, you'd occasionally see objects flying through the air. My understanding of aerodynamics is that wings won't work if they're completely covered in a boot. But does that, but does that matter? Because clearly it cannot be conventional aerodynamics keeping Namor aloft. And yet, if you burn off his wings, then he can't fly at all. What if you let him keep his wings, but you plucked out all the little feathers? Would he then be able to fly with little um, naked wings? Honestly, this may be moot because he probably would not leave the house in that state. If I know Namor and his pride, I'm not going to risk seeing the invisible woman with these little spindly naked fucking wings on my ankles. I got to wait for these to grow back or get implants or something. But if he had to, if it were life or death, could he fly with little naked featherless wings? Can he fly upside down? This one might come up in a tactical situation. Let's say that he's swooping down on somebody to do a big dramatic tackle, like you do sometimes when you're a superhero and you can fly, and he reaches down, but he doesn't quite connect, like they kind of like slap his hands out of the way. Well, Namor is on a downward trajectory. He doesn't want to crash into the ground. He's still there in front of them. I mean, they just pushed his arms out of the way. He could still keep trying to wrestle them, but only if he can stay upside down, like with his head pointed toward the earth, but kind of floating there or flying in circles, reaching down, trying to grab him. If he can only fly right side up, then he's going to have to swing his body back up. Like I'm imagining his feet basically staying stationary, but him like spinning on their axis in the air. 
makes no goddamn sense because no physics the human mind can imagine can deal with the eventuality of angle wings. But my point is this might be a thing that a player character would ask. The Golden Age was the Golden Age. We get it. Comic books were for kids, and kids don't give a fuck. But a series of creators of all kinds have been derelict in their duty of catching and killing this dumb idea, and so it has persisted to the present. And therefore, here we are, in the modern age of comics, with Namor flying around on his little fucking ankle wings, and somewhere Ajima is going to have to adjudicate what happens if you make a called shot with a rifle to one of Namor's little ankle wings. Does he just keep flying? Does he fall? Does he start flying in circles? There's no right answer for the GM to give because Namor's wings are dumb. And the author here could have punted on this by just leaving out the phrase using his ankle wings, but he included it so he's complicit. Anyway, the Human Torch is on this page too, but we certainly have no time for him. And we're not going to have time for him tomorrow either because we've got Union Jack and Bucky to talk about tomorrow on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.